The Last Supper with Steph DeSosa. Thanks for dropping by. Come and sus Steph's Life Spice. All her socials at spicysteph.com. I met this beautiful lady, Daniela Petros, at a recent event that I went to. She's the CEO of this really successful business called Buttercreme Lane, and it's a custom cake shop. She creates all beautiful, exciting celebration cakes for her customers. So Daniela has an interesting story in that she dropped out of school when she was 16 because she had really severe dyslexia. And then she went on to open up her own business, teaching herself how to do things by listening and watching YouTube tutorials online. Daniela, thank you for coming and joining us on the Last Supper podcast today. Thank you, Steph, for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So I feel like I need to tell um, our listeners that we are new friends that have met on the on the um, opening of an envelope circuit recently. <laughs> that I we are. <laughs> Um, it's always good making new friends. I know, I know. It's funny. Every time I go to one of these events that I get invited to, I always make a friend and I just love that. It's probably the best bit about going to those events, don't you think? Agreed, agreed. Yeah. So, Danielle, just tell us a little bit about what you do for the people who don't know you. Oh, I have the best job in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I do, but, you know. <laughs> I get to um, play with sugar every day, which is really wonderful. So I get to create beautiful cakes and cupcakes and cookies with my clients. And I think um, the best part is it, is you get everyone's imagination and they put it in your hands and you get to bring it to life. So it's good fun. Uh, so you create these things with your clients or for your clients? Always with. So mm. it's a big misconception that I design cakes. I really, really very rarely design a cake. My clients come to me and they have ideas or they have a person they're trying to, you know, celebrate and they want the cake to reflect them. So it's always my client's brief and what they want to do or, you know, if it's a, a corporate event and they're wanting to launch a new product, there's always an emotion, there's always a celebration and you're bringing that to life for them. So you, even if they don't have a design brief, you're going off their feeling, their emotion, what they want to achieve, who it's for. So it's always with my clients. It's all about people, isn't it? You've it is. That's my favourite part. I, look, I wouldn't work in the kitchen 18 hours a day, pretty much seven days a week if people weren't involved. Yeah, I completely agree. For me, even the cooking part isn't the best mm. bit. It's the the serving it and seeing what the look on people's faces when they eat it and appreciate it. That's the best bit, right? Well, can I ask? Do you get nervous at that point? Oh yeah, absolutely. I was oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I I actually feel wounded if somebody gives me feedback. That's yes. not great. It's like, oh, but like all oh, my heart is in that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel like I watch people take a mouthful of cake, and look, I don't get nervous on TV live audiences. I can do it all. But you put a spoonful of my dessert in your mouth, and I am watching with butterflies in my stomach, ready to throw up. In my yeah. <laughs> People I, love it. <laughs> yeah, I always look at the plates when they're coming back from service to make sure that they're empty. And if they're yes. not empty, like if there's one that's, you know, half full, I always go, oh, no, they didn't like my food. Yeah, God forbid they, you know, we're just watching their portion sizes. I know, I know. you don't that. Even think that. Off that day. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> but just, we take that personally. Yeah, absolutely. It's always personal. Feeling hungry? Drool over Steph's recipes at spicysteph.com. 
Hey, um, what's your cultural background? Oh, I'm third generation Lebanese, so mm. Australian born. Uh, third generation, so my great grandparents came out. I was lucky enough to know them. Um, but I, I retain some of the culture. Sadly, I don't speak it too much, yeah. but um, I can cook it, so I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, oh, look, Lebanese is actually probably my favourite cuisine, I think. I love Lebanese oh, really? food. Yeah, just love it. And, and I don't know why. And I, It was introduced to me very late in life. Probably, I was probably 40 before I tasted Lebanese food. But, mm-hmm. yeah, there's just something about it. It's so flavourful, but it's not confronting in any way. I think anybody could eat Lebanese food and enjoy it. Yeah, I think my favourite part about Lebanese food is the peasant side of the yeah. food. So the stuff that we made in the villages because they didn't have a lot of money, not a lot of ingredients, and it's like the lentils, rice and onions. Yeah. And just salt and pepper, and there you go. It's diced potatoes with scrambled eggs on top. Um, little things like that that are, you know, childhood favourites and memories, but they are literally our peasant mezzo food. Yeah, it's but, the um, simple I thing. I get it, yeah. It's yeah. the simple thing. Yeah, it's amazing. So I'm really mm-hmm. interested to know, given that, I guess, that influence from that Lebanese background, but also being, you know, third generation Australian, what your last supper would be. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known you'd ask this. <laughs> I'd always do dessert first. <laughs> this funny. This is actually a really common theme that's happening throughout oh, this really? podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, I just think sometimes we say it's the best bit to last and even not with food, just with, you know, your really nice jewellery or china, you'll keep away and you'll only yeah, bring it out true. on special occasions where I always feel like, no, use the best bit first. Like just do it, eat it. Yeah, do don't, whatever. You don't have, to, have to save. Use the majority of your stomach up for the good stuff first. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I think for me, my last dessert supper would be um, Halista Love, which is a diamond Mediterranean dessert, which is uh, fine semolina yeah. and orange blossom water and butter and milk. It's a really simple recipe, yeah. and we put a little almond on the top, so they're cut into diamonds. Yeah. Um, with a little slithered almond on the, on the top, top and it's just a beautiful traditional slice and I know all my grandma, my grandmas and my grandma's sisters all used to make it and it's a recipe that was handed to me that um, I will always keep and cherish. So that that would be my last dessert supper. Oh, um, wow. That's so simple My last too. savory. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, I just want simple and safe and, you know, just sentimental, I yeah, guess. absolutely. And, um, oh... I'm bad. I just want hot chips after that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even classy. Like I was really? just telling some. Yeah, I just want hot chips, maybe gravy with um, normal salt, <laughs> chicken salt. What 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 sort of salt? Oh, I'd go the full hog and go some salt for sure. <laughs> I'm so bad like that. You know why? Because I eat healthy majority of the time. So if it was going to be my last one, I'd be like, "Yo, want to break out?" Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I get that completely. So, is hot chips a thing that from your childhood? Was it a special yeah. treat or something? Yeah, it was. So we used to do, well, my grandma used to do the hand-cut chips. So like potatoes, hand-cut them and she'd fry them. But the thing was lunch would already be made waiting to be served. So like things like tabbouleh and kibbeh which is the raw meat. Oh, I love meat. that, yes. Yeah. So that would all be made and then we'd be waiting for these hot chips. Oh. And she'd always fry it outside because, you know, well, Stinky. don't want to get that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mess up the real kitchen. Yeah, yeah. So 
I remember we used to run outside and by the time she'd do the first batch, we'd be like sneaking chips and eating them. And she'd be <laughs> screaming off her head in lemonade at us, chasing us with one shoe off about to kill us. And she'd just do another batch and we'd just keep eating it like that. So by the time lunch came, we were all full on chips. So I don't know. about the rest something of it. That yeah, yeah, it's just something that I'd be like, yeah, I'm always naughty when it comes to it. <laughs> uh, that's such a beautiful memory, though. Grab a wine and DM Steph. She'd love to hear what your last supper would be and what wine you're drinking. It's funny, I'd never really thought about hot chips as being a um, a memory, but I'm thinking back now, hot chips are something that you do have. It's, it is a bit of a family thing, isn't it? You know, like hot chips in the park or... Um, you know, fish and chips by the seaside when you're on holidays, or you know, something yeah. like that. It is actually a real, um, a real memory food, isn't it? Maybe because it's a share food. It's something yeah. easy you have in childhood. Do you have a favourite way you have your hot chips? It's really cool, actually, because Noah, my youngest son, and I are often together. When, um, well, we spend a lot of time together. So he likes the ones that are um, fluffy and fat in the middle and I like the really thin and crispy ones. So we're like the perfect oh. chip sharing partners. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah so it's good. So it's, it works really, really well for us. Oh, so we just like that. to keep everybody else away from our chips. I'm going to look for that in a boyfriend. Yeah. I want someone that says chips. <laughs> Right with me. Know, <laughs> this right. might be where I've been going wrong. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. So we prefer the um, the hand cut or the thicker ones because then you get yeah. the variety rather than the you know the KFC yeah, and absolutely. the French fries. I quite often make. We'll make. Well, not often, but we'll make chips, homemade chips at home, and yeah, they. I always make sure they double fry them so they're extra crispy. Oh, I love that. And can I ask? Because I've always wondered. What's the best oil to use? Uh, you know what? This is really controversial, the what oil. I know. Before I went on MasterChef, I would always fry in peanut oil because I just liked. For me, it's a clean oil. You know, vegetable mm-hmm. oil, you don't know where it's come from because vegetable, what, yeah. what even? There's no oil in vegetables. So what even mm-hmm. is that? So for me, I use peanut oil. But I met the people from Cobram Estate, the olive oil company. Yeah. And they have done all this research about frying in olive oil because apparently there's all this talk about it. Um, it changes the composition of the oil and mm. it makes it bad for us and all the rest of it. And they've done all this research and study that it actually doesn't if you don't take it above 180 degrees and you only need 180 degrees to cook chips. Uh, so, so it's about the temperature. Yeah, it's about the temperature. So okay. I cook, I fry in olive oil now and it's actually delicious because you get that really lovely flavor only only the light flavored I don't use a really heavy flavored olive oil but yeah I did a pop-up recently where we did some frying and I did all I filled my commercial deep fryer with olive oil and honestly it was just delicious oh yum well good so we're doing the right yeah, doing the right thing. Absolutely doing the right thing. Yeah. So tell me who do you want to share your last supper with? Oh oh my nieces and nephews. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, they're just such cool people. They're growing up and they're so interesting and they're about from 12 to the youngest is about four months now Mm. and I have four of them and I would just love to just chat with them and see what they're up to and what's going on in their lives. It's, um, It's really nice to have that relationship with them and be so close to them. I wish I saw them. More. I live in their street and I probably see them once a week, but I would want to see them more. <laughs> you live in their street. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is the thing with being 
Mediterranean. Yeah. Yeah. My sister moved out of the suburb and it, was, it just made sense to follow. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like her husband feels like he inherited two wives. But um, it just, it's about raising a family with a village. Yeah. And although lately, because work's been so busy, I haven't been around much, she knows she could call me and out of the drop of a hat, I'd be there. Yeah. But it just means I can sometimes just run up and pick up the kids kitties from school and have a little play or you know if they want to have a sleepover it's just down the road and it's nice and easy um if ever someone's been sick and have to leave in the middle of the night or take a child to the hospital You're you've got an aunt or a cousin yeah, yeah it's really important and right now they still want to hang out with me so once they're teenagers I'll move somewhere else uh, you but know what? <laughs> I don't think so I think there's something special about an auntie as opposed to a mum or a dad they just have this little special relationship I think I know my kids do with their aunties and I have with my nieces and nephews yeah that's true I think my sister always says she can't wait till she has that with um my brother and my children one day because yeah. um we've been spoiled with her yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing her have that experience too you're very right so do your nieces and nephews cook with you yes they absolutely do yeah. um my niece Amelia Rose won an award at school recently for her detailed process on how to decorate buttercream rose cupcakes. Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) Did you help her with the assignment? No, I didn't. It was a surprise actually. She just sent me the award when she got it. So I was very proud of her. That's beautiful. And the boys, um, AJ and Joshua, they come to the kitchen sometimes. They've even been in the kitchen from like after school till about 9.30 at night on a Friday night, just hanging and chilling and mixing buttercream and, you know, having a play, talking. It's really nice to have them in the kitchen with me. I think that's something really special that we share and they're really keen to learn. Yeah, and, you know, boys particularly, this is what I've found, they talk more when they're beside you rather than in front of you. And when they're doing things. Oh, I was going to say when they're doing things. I yeah, find I never have a conversation up. with them un- unless they're doing something. Yeah, it's funny. Boys just don't like that. Whereas girls kind of like that intimate, you know, mm. looking in each other's eyes and talking to each other. But boys, they're a little bit of closed books until you get them busy doing something. I love that. Mm. I, I completely agree. And it's um, very true. You just find they just open up and start getting all chatty. Yeah. And- Beautiful Yeah, I'm surprised, but yeah, it is that, that action of doing something together, I guess. Grab a wine and DM Steph. She'd love to hear what your last supper would be and what wine you're drinking. If we wanted to try and find you, where do we find Buttercream Lane? And oh, well, you could head on to Instagram, Facebook, we're at Buttercream Lane. We have a website, buttercremlane.com.au. Mm-hmm. And then our stores in Canterbury, we are by appointment only, but we have some really good processes online that you can place orders, speak to us over the phone. We even have FaceTime appointments now with our clients oh, to help them so design. Good. Yeah, that's yeah, well, brilliant. And you know what? A lot of um, parents find it really hard to come in store because, you know, babysitters, kids get sick, yeah. things like that. So we can work around nap time. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. You and know, feeding. Too. Yeah, you don't want to ruin a surprise either, do you, by taking your children with you if you're organising 100%. Something? 100%. And you know what? FaceTime's just as good. You get to see me. You draw with me. We run through some photos. It's how amazing our phones. You can quickly text each other a screenshot yeah, of something absolutely. green, a colour you like. And it's good fun. It's 
just means we get to reach out to a lot more people and design with you. I think that's great. I think more people need to grab hold of that technology. I think we're... We use it in our personal lives, but I'm not sure that we use it as much in our business lives as, as we could. No, well, I think for me, it was like imperative I did because I'm severely dyslexic. So I don't read and write very much at all. So I relied on the technology to help me run my business. Yeah, absolutely. So it's funny how I don't see it in a lot of businesses, but I think because I had to rely on it so much, it was just came second nature that I need to use my microphone to write my emails. I need to use to text. I'd rather face-to-face than an email any day. Absolutely. Uh, so, so it's just embedded in our culture and our service now. And makes but life so much easier right. for you. Oh, my gosh, yeah. If I have to write, I'm telling you, it'll take me an hour, what would be a two-minute phone call and a more personable conversation anyway. Absolutely, yeah. And so, clearly yeah. that's, a, you know, when you're not great at one particular thing, those other things tend to like your senses heightened. get heightened. So yeah. clearly that's your area of expertise is, is talking, communicating with people. So why wouldn't you try and make the most of that? Exactly. And it's way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Very you true. just learn about people a bit more. Oh, like even when we first met, you just yeah. have a chat and Absolutely. it was good to just learn something new about somebody else and hear about your journey yeah. coming off MasterChef. That was so fun to see you at that moment and, you know, where you're at and where you're going and now to have your podcast. I'm so excited for you. Oh, thank you. It's It has certainly been a bit of a crazy ride. Yeah. <laughs> just before we wrap up, there's just something that I like to ask everybody just before, before we go, and that is you can choose which question you answer. What did you last eat and or what are you next going to eat? I last ate. Actually, it was really nice. My girlfriend, Natalie Ann, she made me dinner last night yeah. and she made this awesome tuna salad with crunchy noodles and a great dressing. And if you knew my girlfriend, she is a boss lady through and through and has an amazing hairstyling business. And yeah. we were both just going through keynote speaking notes because we're speaking tomorrow at an event. Mm-hmm. And for her to whip up that salad and she knew I wanted no dairy and all this and it just was so scrumptious. And I was quite impressed my girlfriend can cook. Um, oh, really? You didn't know that that was a skill that she had? <laughs> no, she's a good wifey too because she was like, I have to cook for my husband so we're not going out. You need to come home. I'm playing oh, wife today. That's so <laughs> I was cute. Like, that's really it was sweet. so good to see her in that element and um, and she can actually cook so it tasted really yum. Oh. So I'm going to have to get that recipe off yeah. her because I want it. <laughs> it sounds yum. It sounds delicious. Yeah, it was. Well, thank you so much for coming along today. I really appreciate you giving up your time because I know you're a very busy lady with lots of things happening and I'm watching your Instagram. I know you're up to something, but I'm not quite sure what it is. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what it is when it eventually comes out. Thank you. I promise I'll give you a little DM before it does. Yeah, good. Make sure you do because I'm very excited. I'm actually really genuinely intrigued. Thank you. I know you are. Thank you for your support. I really appreciate it and all your lovely messages. Thank you. And back at you, babe. Thank you. If you like the service, tip us with a review on iTunes.